breakfast. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now on Highland Radio or back via podcast, this is your weekly GA Roundup and what a week of sport it was. And what a weekend for Donegal teams. Later on in the show, we're going to hear from Kean Barrett after Donegal Miners dispatched for Mana and Ulster quarter-final of the minor competition. We'll also hear from hurling boss Mickey McCann as his side drew with Ross Common in a fascinating uh, contest at O'Donnell Park on Saturday in the Nicky record with a late goal from Ronan McDermott. Rounding up all this will be Donegal News correspondent Ryan Ferry. We'll also hear from the one and only Oshin McConville, a disappointed Oshin McConville now in a few months. But first up, we get the views of Donegal Football boss Declan Bonner on a brilliant victory against Armagh in yesterday's Ulster Championship opener. Declan Bonner, a happy Donegal manager. How are you this evening? Yeah, not too bad, Bren. Yeah, always nice to win a championship match. And uh, yeah, it was a good feeling around Balbafee. It was real championship yesterday. And uh, yeah, it was um, good, good to get over the line. But uh, you know, the work starts already in terms of getting ready now for, for a semi final on uh, Sunday week. Yeah, yeah, listen, they I'm not just saying it because I have you on, you know, I was arguing with people all throughout the league, you know, oh, this old bloody rhetoric and doom and gloom. I'm like, listen, it's the league first, right? We have players missing. And another thing they could just like to put in there, but the championship coming so close to the league, obviously there's heavy training being done in there as well. And I was trying to talk to people about this and they, they thought that we can't look critical games and some of the games... You know, we didn't play the best, as you know, and there was a bit of over and back. And I'm like, listen, nothing really matters. Stay in the league, get ready for the championship take. And so I'd just like to say, and I, and I was letting a few people have it last night, all oh, you bloody doom and doomers, here's the real Donegal team now, prepared well and playing well in the championship. Yeah, listen, Bren, you know, the, the league is, is there to be used as preparation, especially the way the league, the structure is now, you know, with league and then you're only a few weeks off, you're in the championship. So you have to look at, the, you know, the training that, that's going on. Uh, you're looking at players, the, cha- the team would change from week to week. Uh, we used around 30, 31 players that, you know, got valuable game time throughout the National League. Like I said, from, from day one, our priority was remaining in Division 1 and uh, Ultimately, having a real go at the championship, and that's you know that's where we were at. So we don't actually listen too much, friend, <laughs> to what goes on on the edge. No. <laughs> sometimes you, 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 you know we're in this kind of bubble, yeah. and we just yeah. You know, yeah. we plan. And as I say, yeah, no, it was a good performance. So we worked really hard over the last three to four weeks, getting ready for for Armagh. So as I say, now we have a shorter run in the Cavan game. So yeah, but listen, as I said, preparation started in the, almost immediately after after the final four. To be quite honest. Yeah, and this Nick, I know you were asked about the the, the suspensions and the unsuspended, as I said uh, last night. Take and it was a side show to you, and I know you had the boys prepared. But take, I just like to point one 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 thing out though, and I know obviously Neil more likely wouldn't have been playing yesterday, but you know, I really felt sorry for McFadden Ferry in the middle of that because he's had a brilliant season, and I think he would have reveled in that game yesterday. You know, and there's a one wee tinge for me, and it going, do you know what? He missed out on, on a big, big uh, championship victory there. And that, that kind of pissed me off a wee bit. Nobody was talking about that after, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. The, the two guys, found that, you know, as I said, uh, Neil's just come back from injury and, uh, you know, had been going well in training. Uh, or McFadden Ferry had played all National League games and been been playing extremely well. So, yeah, disappointed for the lads. You know, we were advised from an early stage that once the referees report on in and we accepted that. So, at, in our mind, we had a clear focus for the next three and a half weeks in terms of what, 
players we had available. We weren't going down the road, will they or won't they be available? So we took that decision. And, uh, you know, I felt that all the suspensions that were going to be handed out, that was it, basically. But, uh, you know, as I said yesterday, the, the, the appeals committee, it's, you know, it's, it's not fit for purpose and something needs mm. to be done because, uh, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult. It's, it was difficult for, for us to take it, and, and also for the, for the guys that were, that were involved. But as I said, we had to move on pretty quickly, and we we did that. And uh, I said, just to get ready and, and prepare as best we could for the Arma game. Mm, and so many of our players played well, Dick. And 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 how we approached them, you know, you had the, you had them sussed, and how you were going to put the squeeze on them on the kickouts, and how we lorded at midfield. But for years, Dick, we didn't really have the bodies to do that. Now we have these men, and they've, they've matured, and we suddenly have that real presence out in midfield, which is massive when you're going to squeeze a kickout. But were you surprised at Arma conceding to us as well? Could you believe um, uh, their tactics on the day? Were, were you thinking that would happen, or did you expect them to squeeze on us as well? I mean, you know, when you look at it, the kickouts is a huge, hugely important part of 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 any game now, and uh, you know, a lot of work and a lot of time we spend on on, on kickouts for and against. But uh, yeah, listen, we, we you know, it's good to have the, those guys back on the pitch. You know, Jason and you know, you have Keelan and you have Langan, Huey McFadden, Huey Kieran Thompson are all big guys, and and they all have to won their own aerial battle. Uh, yeah, I suppose slightly surprised that we you know we got our kickouts away so easily in the first half. To be quite honest, but. Uh, uh, and saying that, you know, it, it does change from, from and, and certain periods of a game where the squeeze will come on and sometimes it'll drop off. But no, it's probably a surprise, right? We, we were fit to get our hands on a lot of ball and ultimately we should have won in a half time more than the three points. Uh, the three points. But we've done a lot of things well in that first half. And uh, there was a swirling one in McCool Park and uh, it did make uh, taking from distance more difficult. But you know, it's the second half, which was good control performance. And I'm saying that, Brent, it was far from perfect, to be quite honest. We, we yeah. have definitely have improvement. Uh, and we, we have four or five training sessions now to get that improvement ahead of the semi-final where we're, we're going to need to have that improvement. Yeah, you're right, Dick. I suppose, I mean, if you're looking at, you know, some of the bigger games coming down the line, if we miss those chances in the first half, that could be your your time up. That could be what puts you out of the game such that it was that the, the, the second half was good enough to for us to pull away. They just on the kickouts there, you know, you, you talked about Armad did squeezes and it was a big thing in Letterkenny when they came at us. And I think a lot of people were basing on their minds. When Armad came at us in Letterkenny, we looked in trouble and we looked shaky at the back. But there was none of that then when they did squeeze us. Patton was very cool and the guys made the made, made the runs and got on the ball when we needed to. You know, it was really as if we were playing the league at a certain level and we just stepped it up, which you need to do in championship. And I think Armad like a lot of us were looking at that league game when they came at us, they thinking, listen, we, we can we can go at these boys. But what you seen was a different with as you said from the start, it was a championship game and Donegal were a different team. Yeah, listen, we we learned a lot to be quite honest. I mean, and we take learning from every game and we'll take learning from, from yesterday's game. But you know, we did learn a lot from the from the National League game in, in O'Donnell Park and uh, you know, we worked on that over the last three to four weeks and say but I, I also, you know, this apart from everything else around you know, all the tactical elements, you know, you sense in the last number of weeks that, you know, there was a step, you could just feel the edge coming, coming in the train. There's competition for places now. Guys are coming back on the pitch from injury. There's a huge competition to get in that first 15, that, that first 20, that first, that match day 26. So that's a good place to be. And, you know, there's no room for resting or on our laurels or anything out there because, you know, there's always somebody waiting to take that place that, that's where we're at at the minute and we just need to keep pushing that on now I say we have two big weeks ahead of us in terms of preparation now for, for Cavan and I say that, that work started immediately 
And, and brilliant. And Declan, finally, and I know you've got plenty on there. I don't want to keep you. Like, just looking at Michael Murphy's performance yesterday, and we, you know, everybody talks and he, brilliance and how he sets a tone. But what I noticed too, Dick, was when we were missing him in the league and um, we were a wee bit lost, remember we had off injured against Mayo and different things. It took us a while to adjust to not having him. But when we didn't have him, you've seen other players step up now. And I think you could see that around our midfield that Michael was playing his part, which was integral. But now you've all these other lads that are that, are, that have had to stand up at different stages in the league and you could see that coming out uh, the way we controlled that middle uh, against Armagh yesterday. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a controlled performance. I thought lads definitely stood up, there's no doubt. I mean, you've got to realise too, a lot of these guys are, you know, they're only still in their early twenties. Come some coming into their mid twenties, and uh, uh, you know, Michael's been he, he's he's been the leader over the last ten fifteen years, and and what a leader he's been, and he continues to be that, and he's continuing to play extremely well. And he sets the, he sets the standards you know, in terms of training and everything else. But uh, yeah, no, this yeah, and as I say. Brain from our point of view, just getting those guys, getting the lads back on the pitch now that have been out over the, the National League campaign. And uh, as I say, uh, it's competition for places. But, you know, as I said earlier on, Bren, we're far from the finished article. We know we have a lot of work to do, and, and that work now will start immediately when we get back on the training ground. But uh, yeah, uh, it was a satisfying after any, any day you won a, a championship match in Ulster. It's a good day. And uh, we get ready, as I say, now for the next round, which is a cabin on Sunday weekend. Yeah, that's going to be a, a, another challenge for us, you know. Yeah, listen, Doug, and mighty stuff. Listen, we're, we're all behind you. You've set up, I think, for a great summer. You've infused all us Donegal fans fans again. So, listen, we're, 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 we're raring to go for uh, uh, Cavan and, and looking forward to it. Yeah, I think, Brendan, exactly in saying that, I think it's important now that, you know, that, you know, we talk about supporters and let's get out and support them. Let, let's travel now to Clonus in huge numbers. Uh, on Sunday week to support the team and uh, it's vitally important and it's, it's an important part of you know getting behind the team so yeah let's get out there in big numbers and, and, and support these lads now yeah brilliant Dick and listen thank, thanks so much for all the work you and, you and uh, uh, Stephen and Paddy and, and the whole team is putting on there as well so listen all, all the best for the city thanks man take care good man good man Dick and Boner there one, one happy man I'm turning now to a man that mightn't be as happy uh, we'll try and cheer him up but it is of course Armagh, former Armagh great, uh, the one and only Oshin McConville. Oshin, how are you, sir? Yeah, I've often been better, Brendan. Uh, yesterday was a chasing experience, but look, uh, things are good. There's, there's, there's more things to life, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and, and a huge weight. I was looking, uh, Oshin, for, for the back door, which is, which is going to leave, I suppose, a lot of question marks in between uh, uh, this and the next game, which, which is, could be a huge, which is a huge game for Armagh. Before we, before we get the match itself, uh, Oshin, I just wondered, did you go for pints with McHugh after the game yesterday? <laughs> I think it might be a while before me and Martin's able to get to that stage in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's something we, might ha- something we might have to build, build towards. Maybe some uh, counselling. Uh, 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 well, listen, in fairness to you now, Oshin, I do see when you're talking there, I often see the points mm. you're coming from. You've quite uh, you know, a, a, a rounded view at it. And, and sometimes somebody will throw on a comment and you're like, hold on a second. This is what I'm talking about, and I suppose we're on about that period at, at the start of the second half. Before we get into that, uh, Oshie, just to, to build up the game, you know, I was thinking about Tyson Fury and Dillian White at the weekend. The two guys liked each other. They were shaking hands. They were friends, and it just didn't give any spark. Now, after what happened in Letterkenny, of course, the media and everybody's all over it. It was mostly a pushing and shoving uh, a match, you know. But then 
Oh, it's probably lit the torch paper for what a lot of people were expecting. Maybe a classic. Um, actually, you know, I could never, I could never see that happening simply because the tactical nature of football. We'd loved it to be an open, and people probably remember that last twenty minutes in particular, which was brilliant at Letter Kenny. But really, that was never going to happen yesterday. Uh, uh, actually, did you did you think that was possible? We were going to have some kind of classic there because at the end of the day. Games are going to be uh, a tactical before we get into the tactical tactics of it. But did you think that we were we, we could have got a classic yesterday? Well, I think it depends what way you look at you look at a classic. And I think you know what you're talking about, Brendan, is a shootout. I never really thought it was going to become a shootout, but uh, I did feel as if you know Arma had a great opportunity to get on top in the game. And if they had to get on top in the game, um, you know, then you know they might have drawn. Donegal out a little bit more and made it, made it you know, um, more free free flowing. But I was actually, I was actually, I was actually enjoying the game for what it was. Like it's it's modern football, it is what it is. But I was actually enjoying the game up until about the twenty fourth or fifth minute. I think it was five all at that stage, and Arma were well in it, having not really played that well. Donegal looked as if they were kicking themselves out of the game. Arma were going to be playing with a, a st- fairly stiff breeze in the second half. Um, <clears throat> okay, like the kickout started to malfunction for the last 10 minutes of the first half, but um, I always felt as if I'm our in it. And, and just even in the build, you're talking about the build up, and, and people get very perturbed now about, you know, a bit of needle between two Gaelic football teams. I mean, where yeah. have we, where have we, where have we got to that we're afraid of a little bit of needle? And, do you know, even, do you know, how important the officiating was going to be and all those sort of things? Like, like a bit of needle between two teams. Let me. I don't know about you, but like that's what I grew up with. I, I grew up with you know hating everybody almost you played against, and that was the mindset. And, and I know that a lot of these lads that play together at college level and they come up against each other and know each other off the field and social media and different things again, and they've met each other on different trips and different things. But I, I, I always think when you come when you come down to Gaelic football, a bit of needle does absolutely no harm as long as it doesn't spill over. And I think. Uh, going into the, this game, a lot of people were uncomfortable. A lot of supporters weren't happy with some of the the conjecture around it. But I was enjoying it, to be honest. And I, and I went to uh, Bally Buffet yesterday. Like before the game, the 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 atmosphere was electric. There was people around. It was such a contrast to like I'd been in Belfast the day before, and like up until fifteen minutes before before the ball was thrown in, there was there was damn all people there. But um, people arrived early, you know, they were excited by it. Um, and it was sort of like, a, I, th- I felt there was a bit of a nervous energy before the actual game started. Um, and then, he, he, unfortunately, supporters don't really get an opportunity to get very involved in the game now because, as you say, Brian, it's, a, it's, it's, it's very tactical, it's slow, it's, so, it's sometimes laboured. Um, and, you know, they never really got a chance to get into the game. And I, th- I felt that Armagh supporters were just looking for something. One wee spark, just get themselves into the game and get behind their team. But that never really materialised. Donegal kept Armagh at arm's length for most of the game. Um, apart from that little spell of, of 10 or 11 minutes in the, at the start of the second half where that yielded, you know, no scores for Armagh and, and 1-1 for Donegal considering Armagh had... had dominated possession so I think that was a disappointing fact that we didn't you know make a game for it or, or didn't you know put any questions to Donegal as to see you know where they were 
mentally having a few scars from the last uh, four or five years. So I suppose that was the, the disappointing thing. But as for the build-up, I mean, like I, I love that sort of build-up. Like, I mean, we're going to have plenty of games this year that we're going to go to myself and yourself. I'm sure working at different games where there's going to be very little build-up, very little needle, and the game's going to be uh, a game of processes. So, I mean, this was... Uh, unique in in the fact that, as I said, there was a little bit of needle with it, and you could sense it before the game. Mm. That's interesting. Actually, that's probably we we had so much barriers. We didn't hit you, as you see, and mm-hmm. and you hit it us, and that's and then we eventually did hit you, but there was good reason for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't we don't anymore. We're, we're casual. Funny, uh, people. A lot of people are talking about your comments going into the game, and people and and I know when you make them comments, you you you're serious about what you're saying, but you're very light-hearted in terms of somebody else's comments. Uh, you just see that lot with GE, and I guess it did kind of build up. It was interesting he said at that point, in 24, 25 minutes, because it was about that time that Murphy scored that brilliant point coming yeah. from and barring someone through the middle. And I think that was, you know, you talk about Murphy, we're always talking about him, but when you see Michael kicking long-range freeze and coming through and bursting and kicking that ball over the bar, you kind of think it's going to be our day, particularly when Rian has the day that he has. And when you yeah. see him coming on that day against us in Letterkenny, he kicks a few points that from 45 area that most it looked like he was kicking them from 25. And I thought, geez, this guy, who's going to stop him? And yet he didn't, he had an off day as well. And all the talk about the, the, the unsuspended, it didn't matter. And the fireworks, as you said, didn't happen. And it's interesting you say about the Armagh fans looking to get behind them because what drove that melee for me was a couple of things that happened in the game, but it was really the fans' excitement by it. And and I suppose I want to get your views on this, Hume, because I was up at the Throne game. I mean, the Bulls that day in Armagh, and, and obviously the Bulls of Crow Park in those games. Where do you where do you set them now as an Armagh fan in terms of, no people say that's a league, it doesn't matter. But surely a, a one in Crow Park in a packed house, and I know it's a league, and, and Armagh football seemed to be, they were the story of the league, particularly early on. Where, how do you quantify that versus what happened then at Baldafay? Do you, do you just kind of write that off, or do you just say no? That's good ingredients that the team is getting better. And 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 yesterday was you know, you come to Baldafay and I text you last night. Listen, Donegal haven't lost there since twenty ten and an Ulster Championship. It's a tough place to go. So you know there there was a, a bit of odds, I suppose, against uh, our man in terms of that bit of history there. But I was just wondering how you feel about our man's league form then go down the championship and did they not have another level then to go to? I'll 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 try and I'll try and simplify uh, the the way that uh, a lot of people view um teams of Gaelic football. If you win, you're brilliant and if you lose um <laughs> You're the, you're the complete opposite. You're the complete opposite <laughs> I, end of the so spectrum. I, I, so I, I, I was thinking to myself about that question. It's going on a wee bit long there, and you just are like, "Right, if you want, you know, yeah, yeah, that's it." <laughs> no, but but uh, I have to say, uh, it took me an hour and forty minutes to drive to Ballybuffet yesterday, and it took yeah. me three hours and twenty minutes, three hours and twenty minutes to come home, and I had three hours and twenty minutes in the car on my own. I couldn't bring myself to ring anybody because I didn't want to bring the mood down. Um, and I, I did a lot of thinking about it. And I'll tell you the truth, by the time I got home, I sort of I had a bit more perspective on what had happened. And um, I do understand that one of the things that, that I'm, I haven't been able to do, and that is, is performing the big, big occasions. Um, but I still think 
that the ingredients for um, for a team to do well um, is there with Armagh, but you have to be able to perform when when it's put up there. And I don't think Armagh did that yesterday. And and yes, Rian had one of his quieter days. And to be honest, like either was a there was a fair degree of of pressure on his shoulders going into the game. Uh, which there does be in, 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 in most games. Not Brendan McCall was excellent on him, by the way. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but the, I suppose the thing is that, you know, the supporting cast has to step up and, and give you the opportunity to get one or two. And I think that's what happens a lot of the times with, uh, with Michael Murphy. You talk about Michael Murphy and the influence that he had. Um, you know, he was given the platform by the rest of the players, I thought, in order to do that. Um, like McBrady was, was fairly quiet, but, the key to, to to Donegal winning the game was the the balls that we were putting out, the kickouts that we we sent fifty fifty. Uh, Donegal won. I think eight out of thirteen in the first half, and and uh, you know that's the platform to do well. And and Murphy looked somebody who like somebody yesterday, and probably haven't seen this in some time, who was completely comfortable uh, with the way his game was. And when I say mm. that, he, he didn't look as if he was struggling in any in any way with injury. Uh, Patrick McBrady actually looked a bit more patient than he than he normally would in that situation because he had a couple of chances in the first half where he could have let fly and he didn't. He recycled the ball and and that was the right thing to do at that time and and he just waited and waited and waited and eventually he got a couple of chances and he was able to take them. So um, I thought it was a very mature performance from from uh, from Donegal. Um, probably a more mature mature performance than I've seen from him in some time. And, uh, you know, even when they were kicking wides and, and you know, uh, they kept our man the game at 5-5 five, five and, and that, I, I still felt as if Donegal looked like a team yesterday, as I say, that were very much at ease with what was going on. Um, Arma probably, you know, had a couple of opportunities to get, uh, I thought, to get Torbett away on his own. It was one-on-one inside. He has bags and bags of pace and we just never created that proper opportunity. Um, I thought we struggled. I thought we struggled at times with energy around the middle as well. To be honest, and uh, the, the middle, the middle was a, a area that surprised me. Uh, we haven't tended to build or, or or really have these powerful large midfield players now. Some young lads have come through. It's taken them a while to develop. And obviously, McGee had an, an unreal game yesterday, and he has been coming. He's had a few problems with injuries, but the likes of uh, of McGonagall coming through and, and Murphy there and Hugh McFadden and. and just we are mad. They seem. I never thought we'd dominate midfield that way. And then the Rafferty thing, which has been, a, you know, you're thinking this this could be a hit and miss. Was definitely a miss. Saying and Patton's, I suppose, ability and calmness for his kick out. But let's be honest, when they're not contested, a lot of them, it was simple for him. Did you think then again, uh, overall tactics of 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 the kickouts was a massive uh, uh, handicap to Irma? Yeah, it was, and I suppose. <laughs> Um, having, having, you know, coaching at the moment, um, it's, it's, you know, it's tough because you make a decision on the kickouts and you're going to live and die by them. And some days they're going to work for you and some days they're not. And, uh, it didn't work for Amai yesterday at all. Um, didn't, the zero pressure on the kickout. I think Amai were afraid of the, of the long kickout cleaning over the top of our defense. But I, I think, you know, having watched the game back, you know, Arma probably wouldn't do that. Well, there's no doubt they wouldn't do that. And one of the reasons for that is that um, Arma probably expected, you know, to be able to turn the ball over a lot more. We didn't turn the ball over at all until 
uh, we started to press up right into the heart of the Donegal defence in the second half. That's the only time we started to turn the ball over. But I think the big surprise, again, not to, not to o- overdo it, but I think the big surprise for me was that, you know, we weren't winning uh, more of our own kickouts, even the ones that went long. And the other thing is that, like you've seen Patton, when, when Armagh had a press on, he was still willing to go yeah. short. He was still willing to take that chance. And the way I look at it is you're, you're going to get turned over now and again, you know, kicking the ball that short when there's a big, when there's a huge press on. But I think it's worth the risk. And I think, um, Tony Gold is feeling what's, like what's, that. Yeah, what's interesting about that, Austin, is that, remember in Letter Kenny, when Armagh went to Donegal and pushed up in the kickout, there was a real sense of panic from Donegal. Like, it was as if Donegal were in league mode then. And then now they've yeah. stepped on the championship. And I suppose going back to the earlier question, Austin, your fear now, I suppose, from an Armagh is how much energy and fitness was expended into Armagh and the league. Now you have this big layoff, which is, which is going to be strange. You know, you're on with the 4th or 5th of, uh, of, uh, of June, June for a game, right? So you, we've seen this before, and it happened to us actually, Austin, one year we won the league. We, we just couldn't pick it up again for the championship. I suppose that's maybe your fear going into this uh, um, back door now that is is that still in them because the top teams manage the league and then they step it up the championship because they're used to it whereas for Armagh the importance of staying in there seemed to be maybe I'm not saying number one their season but it was a much higher priority in terms of yeah. what they had to get from that squad so I suppose that's a bit of a fear going, in, going into the back door now not to say that is the case but you'd wonder is it? Yeah, well I think I think mindset is a, is a huge thing in this and I think uh, Armagh notoriously in the last seven or eight years have not done well when they've been talked up or they've been fancied and, and that, that actually has happened on a number of occasions over the last seven or eight years you know probably three of those years a lot of people were looking at Armagh and going well, here's a team that's going to come out of you know come out of the background and, and maybe do something this year and it, that has not materialised in any way shape or form um, obviously hasn't helped with the no back door the last couple of years but um, I think one of the things that I look at is that now Armagh on the back foot, very little expectation. They'll be getting a a, a ser- they'll get they'll get a serious doing in this county now for the next those players and management for the next number of weeks, um, and they have six weeks to get it together. The one thing that 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 would worry me is like where does where do you get the proper competitive games from? And I know there are teams going out of the championship, but like your options are. Um, to play um, one of the Division One or Division Two teams that have been knocked mm. out, and then possibly get them in the in the draw. And the other option is to play a Division Three, Division Four team, which really and truly really probably won't be won't be as competitive as you needed and won't prepare yeah. you in the proper way. So I think that's the thing. But I think Armagh's mindset will have changed, and I think that will have helped those players. They seem to perform better when there's not an expected of them. Yeah, and and, and listen, listen, we have to mention as well. I mean, your old Capitan there, you know. The record, the three Ulster wins in, in, in eight years for McGinney, it's, it just doesn't seem, you know, you're going way back to your time for, 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 for Ulsters and that. You're just wondering, Oshin, about that in terms of, you know, we can see the progression. I, I can't see it, but it just, you would think, how has this happened that in any given year, Armagh haven't gone on some bit of a run or, or, or made a final? And, and everybody was looking, could this be the year if they had to get over us, you know, playing, playing Cabin, you know, it would have been, uh, it could have been a season they remember. Now there's ghosts there and there's question marks, you know. And certainly, 
McGinney's record, I think, actually outside of the the the, the stature he has in the county, I don't think he, he he would be there. Or what's your take on that? Yeah, I think I think if you're if you're looking in from afar, I think you know people would say that. Well, it's obvious to say that you know the the, the record in Ulster has not been good enough. In fact, the championship record isn't good enough. If you want to look, if you want to look deeper into it. <clears throat> and uh, and that's and that's there for for everybody to see and and there'll be nobody more aware of that than than, than Geezer himself. But I think the other thing is that you know it's been a development. There's been a, there's there's been a change in mindset in Armagh as far as what it takes to play inter county football, and I think um, that has taken a good bit of time. I think we're eventually very very close to being there. I think continuity. Is um you know continuity is the thing that's going to get us. Like I don't think anybody, I don't think there's anybody who's going to come in who's going to turn it around in, in in quick fashion. So I I don't know what Kieran's own thinking on it is. Is uh, you know as far as you know longevity or you know how long more he wants to be there. But um certainly when you're a wee bit closer to it and you see you know the fact that he probably has not probably but he actually has. Got rallied the troops. He's got all those players in the in the dressing room that he wants in the dressing room. That was a big thing that wasn't happening in Armagh for some time. Um, so I'd say he, he Kieran will be there as long as he wants to be there, and he feels as if he's uh, he's capable of doing that job. And I suppose the other thing, you know, having been a bit closer to it this year than than before, is that um, you know the players are are loving life on the on the Kieran McGinney and and uh, and that. Has a big burn on the way county boards view uh, yeah. managers. So, yeah, listen, um, Ashin, I see, I see that, and that's why the, the record doesn't lie to what I feel and what I yeah, see them boys. True. I totally agree with that. So it's, it's it is really weighing it up. If you play devil's advocate, you could make a strong case against it, and you could make a strong case for it. But I guess that's football. Uh, uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon, Brandon, yeah. genuinely, if I was looking in from another county, uh, uh, if I was looking in from another county, I'd be saying. That man has to go, and, and <laughs> purely, purely on the record, and, and that's and that's the long and the short of it. And, yeah, and look, yeah. at, like I've questioned Declan Bonner in the last couple of years, and, sure. and his record is obviously you know a lot better than than Kieran's. But I suppose when you when you're just a little bit closer to it, you just get a, you you have a look at it in a different sense. And I think that's uh, that's something that as pundits or analysts or whatever we want to do, you know, we need to probably do that a little bit more. But I don't. I probably just. Think off the cuff. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, yeah, no, listen. That's what we, that's what we like to hear, Ashin. Listen, and, and great to get your views. Just lastly, Ashin, you're obviously more an opponent. You're managing, you're managing under under twenties. There is there something in that our bad job down the line you, you would consider? Uh, never say know. never. <laughs> never say never. But I probably like uh, we had another chasing experience at Bally Buffet with the under twenties this year. I didn't so. really bring that up. I didn't really bring it up. I was, was going to let you so, go. That was so so like there's no point in me pontificating about about the ins and outs of, of <laughs> management. But but I do I do think I do think that the structures are, st- are starting to improve, and I think we all want success, and we all want it instantly, and we all want it today, and we want everything today, but. Uh, sometimes you have to wait around a little bit for the good things to come around, and and uh, and I think that may be the case, you know, as far as I'm as concerned. But like the lads that I'm working that we work with this year, you know, have serious quality, and okay, we mightn't have had, 
you know, we mightn't have had the numbers that we wanted to have, but there's serious quality in there and a lot of guys who can eventually step up and play senior football. So I suppose you can't ask really for much more than that. Well, you can. You can, uh, you could, you could <laughs> ask to go up and beat Donegal and Ballyville Fair, which would be great yeah. like at this stage, but uh, that yeah. just didn't happen. I uh, great, great. I should listen. I think you almost had a wee philosophical quote in the middle of that. I must play that back. Hey, um, that's that's what you're coming out with. Send it on to me. Send it on to me if you if you get it. Send it on to me. Oh, uh, Jimmy Campbell, thanks so much. Hey, listen, uh, appreciate that. Always great thanks, to Brandon. chat to you. And listen, we'll, we'll catch up as the, as the summer goes on. Take it easy. Thank you. Good man. Uh, yeah, Oshin Oshin there. Our legend, of course, Mbalba Faye, yesterday, great to get his views on the big game. And now we turn our attention to Donegal News reporter Ryan Ferry. And we're going to round up all the weekend's action, including our hurlers and our minors. Ryan, how are you this evening? Hello, yes, Brendan. How's things? I'm keeping the best, uh, Ryan. It was a busy weekend. uh, You you were out and about. You you were at a few games at the weekend. Before I get your thoughts, of course, on the big uh, game in Mbalba Faye, uh, yesterday, uh, when there was a couple of other big games on our minors, of course, were playing, and Donegal had a had a had a late, uh, I'll not say escape, but won a late point with a with a Roland McDermott goal. You were watching the action on, on Saturday uh, in in Letterkenny uh, in the Nicky record. What did you make of it? Uh, it was a brilliant match. First of all, Brendan, it was one twenty two to to three sixteen, and it kind of swayed over and back. Donegal looked. Looked very strong at half time. They were twelve eight up, and uh, and then Ross Common came back into it and had a man sent off. And you think thinking Donegal are going to to stroll home, and then Donegal lost their fullback Stephen Gillespie to to a black card. And I think it was probably the the correct decision, to be fair. But you know, they, they really kind of they lost away after that. And and Ross Common, who had been quite poor up until that point, um, bar Daniel Glenn at wing forward, who was exceptional throughout. They really came flying back into it, and there were three points up then going into injury time, and they looked like they were going to take the victory. But um, Roland McDermott, who was brilliant for Donegal throughout, he just uh, managed to sneak in at, at the back, right at the death, and he, he finished brilliantly to, to get a draw. Um, and it was kind of a, a, a strange one because I suppose the other team, you know, you're wondering how happy are they with the draw because. Both teams could have won, both teams could have lost, but I suppose it, it keeps keeps their chances in the in the Nicky Racker alive. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if these two teams meet in the in the final again in Crow Park, you know, because I think they're I think they're up there. But Crow might have a wee say in that as well. Mm, it's hard to assess a draw when it's such a short, you know, group phase, if you like, Aaron. Well, it can be what gets you through the the next phase, or can be the the thing that puts you out. I suppose uh, um, Mickey McCann thought his thought we were the better side uh, throughout the, the game and over on the game, even though we had that late uh, goal right now. After my match, actually, Tom Comac spoke with Mickey McCann. We can hear a few words from Mickey now. We had 12 minutes to go. We, we had a chance to go six up and we missed a bad wide and they went down and got a goal and look, it's game on again. And We, we, had, a, we had a bad 10 minutes, Tom, again. We're, we're, we, we, they just looked to open us up and they were getting on a lot of puck outs and catching another ball in the air and give us wild baller um, felt over the 70 minutes we were the better side you know um, we hurled very well and put ourselves in a good position we opened a lot of spaces up front in the second half but uh, hurling changes that quick Tom you know and luck a, a draws a big result it, it leaves us in our own hands we're uh, about getting to the final now if you'd been bit it could have went to head to head or score difference now if we won our last two games we'll definitely be in a final so um, 
structure, even a, even a victory, we're probably going to have to beat Tyrone in the last anyway. So the draw, the draw will do us fine. Yeah, well, I suppose that's his, his view, uh, Ryan. That 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 all in all, over the course of the full match, would you would you uh, concur with that? The Donegal were the better side. Yeah, I, I definitely would. I think there's a the far better spread of scores throughout the game. As I mentioned, um, Daniel Glenn was was very good at going forward, and I would say when Mickey and his management team look back on it, they they, they rue giving him so much room because he he was a quality operator and he punished him. But I do think Donegal. You know, they were the better side throughout. Um, maybe they'll feel that they didn't get as, as much out of Davin Flynn this week or, or Declan Coulter as, as they would have liked. And just definitely more room for improvement. But I, I think Donegal, probably from, from my from my outlook on it, Donegal seems to have a better spread of scores and, and more attack and threat. So uh, I think Donegal will probably be happy enough where they are. And, you know, we'll feel if they meet Ross Common down the line that they might have to measure of them. Mm. Plenty of good hurling to come, um, Ryan. Of course, Warwickshire, um, you know, from the English Midlands, um, amalgamation of, of, of different uh, clubs over there. Um, they're up next for uh, Donegal. Yeah, they are, and uh, you know, it's a, an away trip for for Donegal. I don't know how the logistics of that quite work out, but I'm sure the I'm sure the panel will be looking forward to to, to going across channel to play an one. And on the same day, uh, Ross Common played her own. And then Donegal played through one in, in the last game, you know, so it, it's kind of a three-horse race for, for two places in the final. And, you know, you've head-to-head and these kind of things will, will come into play as well. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it all plays out. There's a, there's a break weekend, this weekend. Um, and I'm sure all, all teams will be we're happy enough with that because it's been a hectic schedule. And I'm sure just to, to try, try and get players maybe recovered and a bit of rest into their legs might do no harm before before things go up a notch over the next couple of weeks, then. Yeah, yeah, good man, Ryan. Great, great stuff, Ryan. Donegal Miners, you know, there's there's warnings going into their uh, quarterfinal of the championship. Obviously, Fermanagh beaten down in, in the preliminary, and there was a bit of talk then that you know the forget about league form that this Fermanagh team was dangerous, but it certainly didn't prove that way on, on the scoreboard. Four fifteen to five points, an absolutely crushing uh, uh, victory, or crushing defeat for Fermanagh. And what a what a victory for for our young guys. Yeah, I, I wasn't at the game, but you know it was a very very impressive victory. Um, I think Fermanagh had a number of survivors from last year's team that met the Ulster semi final. You know, so like obviously they're they're a smaller county than us, but that doesn't always mean that, that we're going to beat them every year as such. Um, but I'm sure Donegal are, are delighted to do it. Was, as you mentioned, Fermanagh had that, that championship win under their belt, so they maybe felt they had an age coming in. But you know, Donegal um, did, did very well. Um, Dahi Kilgay from Glen Swarry was, was the top scorer. I think he got 2-6 from full forward, which, which is great to see. And I suppose I'm, I'm sure... Yourself, no more than anybody, Brendan, appreciate a good inside forward doing a bit of damage. So um, hopefully he can can maintain that. Um, as long as he's not doing it against the unions now going down the line. But yeah, there might there might be there might be a new Michael Murphy coming out there, is there? That's, that's oh, uh, <laughs> not not a nice comparison, I suppose, to put in any, any kid, but I'm sure Michael is is probably the reason he's doing that damage. You know, I can just imagine the not only the imagine I've heard that many stories, but uh, phenomenal for 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 young Day to have. Uh, to be watching somebody like Michael as he's been growing up now and 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 doing that for Donegal, I mean two six in a championship game, I mean that's phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure now, and I'm I'm possibly open to correction on this, but I I think Michael Murphy's actually 
managing the Glen Swally Miners this year. So he is, yeah, have him yeah, he is. So yeah. and uh, I know, I think the captain Donald Gallagher is also from Glen Swally, and Owen Scott who came on as uh, a late subbers from Glen Swally, and they have a couple of players on the under sixteen um, Buchanan Cup team as well. So I think Glen Swally are going to be a a bit of a force, a bit of a team to look at over the next ten years. Um, so, um, but I'm sure they'll be hoping that that Mr. Murphy stays playing for a good period of that. Anyway, you know, cause yeah, yeah. I think Lee, I think it's someone Lee, legal day. I think um, uh, Ryan. Uh, if it is Lee, I suppose they'll be well fed as well. That might be uh, might be helping them. They'll get they'll get the best of cuts say from 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 the from the friendly butcher, of course. You know, definitely so. Definitely so. <laughs> we all need that after the match actually Frank Craig your your partner in crime in the Donegal News he caught up with uh, winning manager Luke Barrett there was, there was a lot of good things out there and there was, there was a hell of a lot of things that we need to work on um, we spoke about it just at the very end as well um, a game like that there in the scoreline doesn't reflect it because just it, the, the score got the game got away from Fermanagh a wee bit towards mm-hmm. the start of the second half there we came here we wanted to get a job done we wanted a one-off championship game and we did that and you know we did, for the large part we did it reasonably well yeah and listen some fine individual performance as well not named too many names but Dahigal A26 at full forward I thought he was absolutely fantastic uh, nice at minor level or under 17 uh, you know in front of your own supporters kicked 2-6 like that there and you took him off as well and he deserved that wee bit of a round of applause he got from the home support yeah look I think you know people are going to look at the scoreline if you look at the first 10 minutes of the game he turned the ball over 3 times mm. to me that was just that was the stuff that, that he's working on yeah. I'm absolutely delighted for him he works very very hard I'm delighted for all the players they work very very hard and he, like, he didn't he didn't get lucky he made his own luck he worked himself into the game so um, no, I'm delighted for him but as I said it was complete collective and if it's, it's the 2-6 is, is great for him but the 3 turnovers in the first 10 minutes are the things yeah. that I was really looking at Yep, fair play there. That's uh, Luke Barrett's team rolling on our own Brendan Coyne involved in the background as well uh, doing great stuff there um, Ryan, just looking uh, back, uh, um, I, I spoke with Oshin McConville earlier with a frank, frank and honest uh, uh, interview, as you'll always get with Oshin. You know, we did talk a lot about Armagh and, and, and I suppose the, the, the surprising nature of this, Ryan. I mean, pre-game there, you, I think, like myself and a lot of us, was thinking, particularly with the, with the suspension overturns, that this could be dicey, you know, that certainly what we've seen in Armagh. This was going to come down the wire, you know. I was even thinking a text Oshin before that, you know, just this has to be finished on the day. But I mean, the manner of victory then, I suppose, and the performance we put in was very encouraging. But helped into that was, I suppose, was how how poor at stages, in particular, that um, Armagh were both both, I suppose, in their application and tactically. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, like, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is today nationally. Will it be about the impressive Donegal display or, or the underwhelming Armagh performance. But I, I definitely I definitely felt that, that Armagh were going to be better than they were. Um, probably not hugely surprised that Donegal won, to be honest, um, because, I, you know, I was I was thinking about it during the week and I was going back to that, that big championship game that played with nobody, in, nobody there. Um, was it November 2020? And, Donegal really destroyed them on kickouts that day. And I felt that Donegal had their big men back that, you know, Michael Langan and Kian Thompson and the partner Hugh McFadden and Jason McGee around that sector that, that Donegal, you know, might get on top there again. And so approved. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure Armagh will be scratching their heads wondering what, 
what happened. You know, they, they tried Ethan Rafferty in Nets, but he just couldn't get the kickouts started when they went out long and it kept Donegal such a brilliant platform to get on get on top and you know really Donegal should have been much further ahead at half time than, than what they were but uh, even at that you know there were three points up but, and and I know our match came out of the blocks very, very strongly the second half but he just got, still felt that, that Donegal had their measure of them and, and even if Ray O'Neill had got that goal I still think Donegal would have went on to win the match you know it just mm. I just think they're a I just think they're a level above our man. Mm. Uh, Ryan, just you know, going into the, the nitty gritty of the game from our perspective, you know, I, I've, our man have some big men out there, you know. The way we kind of lorded midfield, you know, was, was surprising, particularly on their kick-out when they had to go long. It, it, it was amazing. It was as if it was our kick-out, you know. It was as if it was targeting our guys. They just seemed that bit more up for it. Uh, you know, with Sandy Oshin, like league's a league, there's some brilliant performances in it from Armagh, but it looks like they had no step up. And if anything, there was a brittleness to them whenever Donegal pulled away, you could see the life suck out of them a bit. And I suppose you look at it, three three championship victories in eight years in Ulster, I mean, there's probably some ghosts in there that were papered over in the league, but again, as we see so many times, the leagues of the leagues of the league. I and mean, when Donegal stepped it up and I guess when people remember the end of Leonard Kenny when it was blood and guts and there was war and there was all this and that and we were a wee bit jittery. So a lot of people were question marking I think based on that. But the reality is Donegal stepped it up I and mean, when it became a bit of a tactical keep ball uh, counter attack like we are good at that you know when we're on our game and they just couldn't handle that then. No they definitely couldn't and it's funny because you know, I was I was sitting in the stand. You know, we're we're placing the stand these days to watch the match. And uh, Paul McGrain came down walking past at one stage, and I remember thinking, God, what our man would be given to have a Paul McGrain out there in the middle of the field. And you think a wee bit of a wee bit of position and and leadership, you know, was badly missing in that sector. You know, and as you said, this big man there, Ben Creedy, a big you know, the Nile Grimley was kind of playing right half back, and there were gaming kickouts at him, but. We just couldn't win the ball, and 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 in fairness, Johnny Gold did very well on the on on the, on the ground as well, on the breaks and, and picking it up. And you know, I, I imagine they just couldn't get that platform into the game. Like, and you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they're they're scratching their head today. You know, wondering where are they now? Like, you know, because they've they a bit of a break to get to get things ready for the qualifiers. But it looks like it's going to be difficult for them because, you know. That that is a number of big games now where they have underperformed, where they have a, a lot of players that are highly rated, but you know they they just seem to not deliver when, when it really matters. And you know, Kier McGinney's been there. I think this is his eighth year, and you know, we're we're told they're making a lot of progress, but you know, are they actually making progress? You know, there was a lot a lot said about about the league and the strong start they made, but you know. League football is one thing, and, and championships are a completely different animal. And, and Donegal were ready. Totally, they mattered. Yeah, and listen, man, I, to- I totally agree, Ryan. From from our perspective, you know, when it came to pressure being put on Patton, different from Leonard Kenny, he was cool as you like. He still got out his kicks when he had the, you know, again, Keelan Ward, great game, bursting forward. There was a lift from that league form, and all these kind of question marks. And what's Donegal doing? They're knocking the ball over and back. The pace that we have is, is brilliant. You know, Mogan zipping about own bands, first point. And you think about Brendan McCall as well, just quietly, all of a sudden, has became, you know, this 
our top man and full back. I mean, Ryan O'Neill, when you seen him that last day in our career, like who's going to hold him? But yet he did hold him, you know, one point from a free. And, you know, like Ryan McHugh, brilliant game. I thought Murphy, Murphy still for me, Ryan was, was, was man of the match. You know, and I know different people are looking at it in, in different ways. Uh, Young O'Donnell, a great game, Lang, and of course McGee. But still for me, the bigger moments of the game, particularly that point that, that Murphy hit on the run um, 25 minutes there and some of the long range kicking he did. I thought he still was the most influential player on the pitch. To me, it was up between him and him and McGee. I know that the BBC were doing it, give it to Ryan McHugh. But but all in all, those players, Ryan, there was a lot, a lot of positivity, you know, across the across the board for us in our team. You know, we had some effy performances in the league, but you'd have to say, you know, we we really t- turned up the gears, and it was it was a very very uh, encouraging performance as we go into this championship. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Now, you know, in the paper, I, I give the man a match, in my opinion, to Jason McGee, even though he went off injured. Because um, I just I just thought he really set the tone in the middle of the field. And not that I'm a, a midfield expert or anything like that, um, but I, I would have just felt that at times maybe Jason wasn't always as direct as he could have been. But I thought he, I thought he was really direct yesterday. You know, he charged forward at them. When the ball was there to be won in the middle, he went and, and grabbed it. And I just thought he was outstanding. As you said, Murphy, really, really good. His game management is brilliant. Like he, You're just always so happy when he's on the ball because you just trust that he's going to do the right thing with it. And, you know, he had a couple of great charges up the field. You know, one that he, he set Michael Langan away for a goal chance. And, you know, yes. it's, just, it's so important. And, you know, I don't know. The approach to, to Murphy, everybody seems petrified that he, he's, he's going to get injured or something. And, and sometimes you're wondering, like, are people just not enjoying him when he is there and he's playing well? Like, and um, it's, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. Like, you know, and, uh, he, he was brilliant. I thought Shane O'Donnell was one of the real big positives for Donegal yesterday. I know Shane had played quite well in the league teams, but I, I suppose you probably felt that we had all our or big hitters as such back that maybe he would have to make be with a place in the bench. But no, he, he was straight in and, you know, like a, like a duck to water, like championship football, no bother to him at all. And a lot of pace, a lot of energy around the field from him. And, you know, not not afraid to take on shots, which which was great. Mm. You know, yeah. hard to see him being yeah. out of that team now, you know, with, after that performance. Aye, and listen, Bowler seems to have a lot of time for him, rightly so, really talented guy, and as you said, for, for a debut and a big game like that, man, he just fitted right in. Ryan, that's that's brilliant, sir. Thanks so much for, for rounding up all that, the action of the weekend, and I will I will speak to you as the weeks go on. Hey, thank you very much, Brent. Top man, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Ferry there, Donegal News uh, sports reporter. I want to thank him for his input this evening. That is a wrap. I want to thank, of course, Oshie McConville, Declan Boner, of course, Kenneth uh, for producing Head of Sport, Oshie Kelly. And thank you all for tuning in. I'll speak to you again soon. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen.